0: Thank you okay. so much. I <laughs> like a million dollars. Shout out TMZ, you yeah. up? Let me check out that rig. TMZ
1: no, stands for the Mayweather Zone. Where'd you find me
0: bro, I got my disguise on. I love my TMZ family, my
2: sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guys, Mojo Mutati and Lucas Whitman. Fellas, we are gearing up for one of the very best tight end battles in a Super Bowl that we can ever remember. Now, it's a rematch, of course. Travis Kelsey against George Kittle. That's not what we're talking about today, though, fellas, because there was another tight end who is not playing in the Super Bowl next week, who has stolen the show, Raven superstar tight end Mark Andrews Lucas, might have actually saved somebody's life, or at least helped save somebody's life on a flight earlier today. This is a pretty incredible story.
1: Right. So there was a Twitter user, or as we should say, uh, named Andrew Springs who documented this whole interaction. He said that he was on the same flight as Mark Andrews. They were flying from Baltimore to Phoenix. Andrews obviously it, it grew up in the Scottsdale area, so right. he's probably going home at the end of the season and all that. There was a woman who was on this flight who experienced a medical emergency. They said that there was a doctor and a nurse who were tending to her because she wasn't able to breathe without oxygen. They were having trouble finding a pulse. And Andrews intervened and said, hey, maybe this is her low blood sugar. Now, anyone who knows Mark Andrews knows uh, he's been dealing with type 1 diabetes since he was 9 years old. Uh, He actually checks himself out on the sideline every time he goes off the field to make sure that his levels are okay. And you know, he thought, hey, maybe this could be the issue here. And as it turned out the woman was able to uh, make it throughout the rest of the flight and was tended to by paramedics who were waiting for them at the airport. Um, So it seems like Andrews really helped out here and was able to prevent a really catastrophic uh, incident.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think anytime you're talking about, obviously, you don't have to be a doctor. When you don't have a pulse or you can't find the pulse, obviously an incredibly dire situation and for Mark Andrews, like Lucas said, he would be able to recognize that this potentially could be the issue as somebody who has, like Lucas has, has dealt with this for almost all of their life. Incredible, absolutely remarkable. It's unclear exactly who did what, but by all accounts, Mark Andrews was really heroic on this flight. As a matter of fact, we got a quote, from Mark through his team. They sent this to us, here's Mark Andrews. In addition to the fast acting flight attendants, the real heroes are the nurse and doctor who also happened to be on the plane. Thankfully, they were able to provide the woman the quick assistance she needed. So Mojo, it sounds like he's being humble, as you would expect if you know anything about Mark Andrews. But again, from all accounts, this guy really played a big role in this woman surviving the flight.
0: Absolutely, Babcock. I mean, he definitely played a big role. I mean, sure, I'm sure the nurse and the doctor and the flight attendants all helped out here. And it was absolutely a team effort to serve to save this person's life. But without Mark doing what he did, it sounds to me like this person would not have survived that flight. So calling him a hero is absolutely the right term. And I'll point this out too, Babcock. This could have come at massive risk to Mark Andrews personally, because what if he was wrong? What what if that wasn't it? What if he served as a distraction and and wasted valuable seconds, minutes that they could have used to save this person? That could have been a big problem. Of course, some states have good Samaritan laws, but typically if you insert yourself into somebody's medical crisis, uh, you are legally on the hook for for whatever your role in that was. And we're talking about a guy who's very famous, who makes a lot of money. This could have made him a huge target and cost him
2: millions of dollars he put all of that aside mojo he obviously didn't care and he said i'm just going to do what i need to do uh, to help this person who is in distress you know obviously you have a medical emergency on a plane and it's something that happens from time to time and you're 35,000 feet in the air and uh, you don't have all of the luxuries of a hospital and maybe the medical professionals so Absolutely, what an amazing job by Mark Andrews, the flight attendants, the doctor, and the nurse. It really sounds like they saved a life. All right, guys, moving on to the story that Lucas has been waiting all day for. It's the story that drove his wardrobe choice this morning yeah, there's been an absolutely massive shakeup in Formula One. Uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit. It's not until 2025, but Lucas, Lewis Hamilton, a seven-time Formula One champion who is arguably the greatest driver to ever step foot in a car, at least a Formula One car, is on the move, isn't he?
1: Yes, he is. After the 2024 season, Lewis Hamilton will be taking his talents to Ferrari, which what? is insane news. I know a lot of people probably never pictured him suiting up for anybody else outside of Mercedes. He won six championships. He won six Formula One championships with Mercedes. Absolutely. But there was always this kind of rumor that was in the back of everyone's minds that maybe at some point Lewis would actually put on that Ferrari Red. He made some comments in the past saying like, man, you can't help but wonder what it would be like to drive in that car. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to know. But yes, we do have to wait a full year. Uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz are still going to be the Ferrari drivers for 2024. But um, Lewis will be opting out of that two-year deal that he had with Mercedes, and he will be joining a uh, Ferrari on a multi-year deal, which will definitely shake up the grid and uh, turn some heads. Okay. I mean, we're talking about a guy who finished third in the driver standings last season. Yeah. Leclerc and Science, they finished fifth and seventh. So this is a right. huge improvement for Ferrari, and hopefully they can make some noise, get back up in the uh, constructor standings, and get back to where yeah. they used to be.
2: And and, right, let's obviously if people watch F1, you know that Red Bull, uh, Max Verstappen, they are dominating. They have uh, this past season and the season before. Who is the lead driver? Is this Leclerc's team? Is this Lewis's team? Who is the guy in 2025 at Ferrari now, Lucas?
1: I think it's going to be LeClaire. I, I kind of compare this move to what LeBron James did when he joined the Lakers. Uh, if you look at that squad that he had, I mean, they weren't contenders, they weren't very good. It took a little time for him to get, you know, back to competitiveness in the purple and gold. Uh, I think Lewis just really wanted to have Ferrari on his record, on his resume, and uh, experience that because really, I, I, honestly, overall, in the past, his. Um, Ferrari is that organization that you want to drive for. I know yeah. recently they haven't been great at all and they haven't been doing anything, but I think Lewis really wanted to, to put that on his resume and experience it before he retires. Mojo, did you see, there was a couple of years ago, there was an indication
2: that Lewis had an affinity for Ferraris, maybe not on the racetrack, but we actually had some video right. we're watching right here. Uh, this was in the Hollywood area in LA. He's getting out of a Ferrari there, so you know he likes driving their cars. And
0: that is exactly when the new contract negotiations started. Floating <laughs> that out in the universe to see how much money we could get to make the change. Lucas, I had no idea you knew that much about racing. You sound like a fanatic. Oh, he is a I fanatic. L- fanatic. Brother, this is just such <laughs> an unusual situation to me. You're literally going to race an entire season knowing you're going to leave. It's, it's almost like someone playing in the Super Bowl next right. weekend for the Chiefs, knowing they've already
2: signed a contract to go to the Niners for, for the next year. Like, right. how strange is that? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see the interactions between Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolf and Carlos Sainz, too, who now knows he ain't going to have a job come 2025, at least not in that Ferrari car. It's going to be fun to watch. Today is a day. We'll let Lewis enjoy this. It was a homecoming night for a pair of NBA legends who made their way back to their old stomping grounds. When TMC Sports returns, we'll show you how the fans acted and how the players reacted before Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant took care of business on the floor. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl Fifty-Eight? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. The San Francisco 49ers are currently favored by 2 points. As for the over/under, it's 47. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TMZ. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code TMZ. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPENY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See D-K-N-G slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
0: Guard 6-3 from Weavers State.
2: I'm just in a space of like this is where I am now. You know, I'm in Milwaukee. Um, I wanted the opportunity to to contend, and our team has the opportunity to contend for this year and years to come. And I'm just living in that, you know. But I, I definitely, um, like I said, when I was traded, I see a day where you know I'll be in a Trailblazer uniform again, you know, before I'm done. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, two future Hall of Famers made returns last night to cities that they once played in, including that man right there, Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard, of course, uh, for over a decade, Mojo, was the the heart and soul of the Portland Trailblazers organization. We know, though, despite Dame's heroic efforts on the court, that they hadn't had a whole bunch of success in the postseason. We know in the offseason, He was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, again, for the first time last night, Dame travels back to Portland, received a beautiful ovation from the crowd, Mojo. And again, I mean, this guy was the Trailblazers for so long, and it was nice to see him get that love and respect from the fans, even though he's wearing the wrong laundry these days. Now, Mojo, another superstar. We said there were two. Another guy who was a lock Hall of Famer, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's... Phoenix Suns return to Brooklyn. Of course, Kevin Durant played a little bit shy of three seasons in Brooklyn. Now, this was funny, Mojo, because Kevin said very clearly before the game, in the lead up, in the couple days before he went to New York City, that he didn't want a video tribute, but I guess the Nets weren't listening or didn't care because they actually gave him a video tribute. Mojo, there (laughs) there was also a fan. Watch this. This is really funny stuff. I think there was an overexcited fan, you know, a little heart. I don't know if that's a Taylor Swift or a DeMar Hamlin heart, but he's sending that heart, showing love to KD. So much so, uh, a security guard actually said, hey, buddy, you've got to sit down. Like, enough with the hearts. Watch this. The security guard gets upset. Watch this. Sit your ass down. Uh, Funny (laughs) (laughs) stuff. Funny stuff last night after the game mojo. KD met with the media and talked about his return to Brooklyn engaged involved with the crowd how much were you put feeding into into that in certain moments I mean this crowd no you talk you talk to me I'll talk back I mean I'm pretty much every crowd in the NBA know that you know I pick and choose when I speak back but you can get it you can get a little conversation out of me I think that helps the player fan relationship anyway so um it's always fun I mean they they get a kick out of it is something they're going to always remember. It gets me hyped too in the game as well. If I hit a shot, I could talk a little on the way back, you know? So I feel like this crowd understands me more, especially in Brooklyn, understands me more than probably any crowd in the league.
0: Everyone's going to have their own individual opinions, but Kevin Durant is a star, one of the biggest names in the NBA. So... When you get him back in your house, you you act accordingly. I, I got a bone to pick with that security guard silencing <laughs> my guy trying to show love, especially with that look on that face. I didn't appreciate t- that. It's not like he put his hands on KD. Right. He, he wasn't risking his safety. He was just showing love from his seat. So I need that security guard to sit down so my guy can keep doing what, he, what he's doing. But, hey, man, KD said it. When you're a player, you look for fans like that, whether they're talking trash and it allows you to tap into something deep to uh, to pull out maybe a little more fire or aggression. It gets you going. Or when you have a fan on the other side of the, the token that uh, fires you up, that's got your back, that's inspiring you and motivating you, hey, that might escalate your game as well. So really fun interactions. You love to see it. You love to see KD, who can really wall off people in some ways, uh, really embrace that and yeah. and run with it as well. That's cool to see. And, yeah, still funny to me that, the, that Brooklyn gave him the tribute. I don't know if they were trying to mess with him with that, if he already said he didn't want it, or if he was going to show him love either way. I don't know. But either way, it was funny to me.
2: Mojo. Oh, you got a prop? <laughs> I like that. Here with props. Uh, Mojo, Super Bowl just a week and change away now. And it's a fascinating matchup. It's a game that a lot of people think is a pick 'em, but we've got a guy in Patrick Mahomes who might be, when it's all said and done, the greatest quarterback of all time versus that man right there, Brock Purdy. And, and talk about a guy who is polarizing amongst football fans, players, and coaches. Uh, yeah, he, he is. He really is. A lot of people still not sold on this guy. But let's be honest, all he does is win, win, and win, Mojo. And he was big on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Now, a lot of people are very well aware of Brock Purdy's story. He was drafted with the literal last pick in the draft last year. It was the 262nd pick, a.k.a. Mr. Irrelevant, Mojo. He's known as Mr. Irrelevant. You know, when he wasn't irrelevant in high school, he was a star in high school. And we've got some proof. We've got someone to testify to that because we talked to his former head coach, a guy by the name of Preston Jones, who, again, the head football coach at Perry High School in Gilbert, Arizona. 2015 to 2018, he coached Brock Purdy. We talked to him and we said, hey coach, what was Purdy like as a high school quarterback? It's crazy. We're we're just so happy. We're excited. The whole school's excited. Um, it's uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. And it, it's we're it's like we're still in shock. It's surreal. What made Brock so special is none of the stuff that you see uh, his quarterback skills, his, his athletic abilities, and it's all those it's the immeasurables that you can't measure. You know, it's his leadership qualities. It's his work ethic. His 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 heart. His demeanor. Um, he's such a servant leader. He's about other people. And everything you see in interviews and everything he said—that that's him. That's not a that's not a acting. That that's just him. He's a humble guy that does. Uh, he's there for his teammates. He's there for other people, and uh, he's just he's just real quiet and goes about his business, but is able to speak up when it's needed as well. Mojo, it doesn't sound like he's changed a bit since high school. And just to give you some stats to back up what coaches is saying there, senior year. Brock Purdy completes 65% of his passes. He throws for over 4,400 yards and 57 touchdowns to only nine interceptions. By the way, also has over 1,000 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns. We saw those legs on display last week against the Lions. He had some really timely runs in the second half. And, I mean, I I get Mojo... uh, Maybe he's not Patrick Mahomes, but this kid can play quarterback if you ask me and and clearly if you ask coach as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think the word of Brock Purdy is starting to spread and pick up. I think there are less and less haters by the week. I mean, his game is just... Absolutely undeniable. What a season he's had, and he's taken it all the way uh, to the Super Bowl. Love when you get to sit down with a high school coach and hear their thoughts on how a player was way back when. I mean, how cool of a situation for a coach, too. I think there's something like 16,000 wow. high school teams, so when you can be <laughs> literally one of two coaches of the players in the Super Bowl, the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, I mean, that's just an, an awesome thing.
2: O. J., it's an awesome story. I think this is what – Makes sports so great. I mean, obviously, it's fun to watch the stuff on the field, but you've got so many great storylines heading into this game. And if Brock Purdy was ever able to beat Mahomes and to go from the 262nd pick, the last guy selected, absolutely no hope for this guy to ever even be a starting quarterback, no less win a Super Bowl. He's able to do that. I mean, write a better story. You you literally couldn't make a better story up. I I cannot wait. About eight, nine days away, get closer and closer. Rolls off, no good, rebound Gillis. Chris Collins is out livid. He's been tossed out
0: of the game by Courtney Green, and this game is over. And it ends with Chris Collins getting ejected from West Lafayette. That shot missed, and Chris Collins was out on the floor in the face of courtney green still upset about the previous call on the baseline and chris collins goes over to give zach eddie love as he leaves
2: mojo Mojo. this was uh one of my favorite ejections that i've ever seen in any sport (laughs) that was chris collins who happens to be the son of the former chicago bulls head coach and great broadcaster doug collins anyway his northwestern team mojo lost to number two ranked Purdue in overtime, uh, lost by uh, by nine points. Mojo, he was hot. Over the free throw discrepancy. Listen to this. Purdue shoots 46 free throws. Northwestern shoots eight free throws. Again, the game goes to overtime. You've got to imagine if Northwestern was on that charity strike a little bit more frequently that they probably would have won this game. Now, it was great to see the coach ejected. Again, made it through 44 minutes and like 58 and a half seconds. Uh, He was arguing but also taking time to shake hands because sportsmanship, kids, is very important.
0: Babcock, this is the best ejection ever. You kidding me? The guy loses his mind, gets kicked out, daps up the coach (laughs) and the players, shows mad love and respect, and then celebrates, hypes up the crowd on the way out. Dude, I hope they don't penalize this guy whatsoever because that was awesome. I mean, how does a coach not lose it after 46 to 8 in free throw discrepancies? Babcock, I just crunched some rough numbers. And I think they just needed to make 12% of their free throws (laughs) to tie up the game. I mean, that is ridiculous. I would be livid. I mean, of course there's the outside chance that uh, maybe that was legitimate that their team just fouled that much more, but 46 to eight. I don't know about that one. That is a little bit of a stretch if you're asking me, but uh, either way, I care far less about that and more about this celebration
2: coming right here. This is fantastic. Could not agree more, Mojo. Best ejection I've ever seen. We have got to go, Mojo. We got a great one tomorrow. We are going to be joined by one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, Hall of Famer Andre Reid. We got a lot of questions for the Buffalo Bills legend. First of all, how do you fix the Buffalo Bills? We know uh, what they've done in the regular season. They want to go deeper in the playoffs. We ask Andre, hey, if you were GM, what do you do? Also going to break down this epic Super Bowl matchup mojo. That is tomorrow. The great Andre Reid and a bunch of other big stories. It's going to be a great show.
0: That's right, Babcock, bring on. Andre Reid will absolutely make tomorrow the best show since today.